Welcome to Coogan Knows the Law, where we untangle the knots of complicated legal questions and break down legalese into plain English. I'm attorney Jim Coogan. Today's question is, what is nursing negligence and how can I spot it? And this is something that concerns every family that's facing the prospect of a loved one being cared for outside of the home. We will answer this by going through four key concepts. The first is you need to visit the home, you need to observe things, and you need to advocate on behalf of your loved one. The second point is describing the types of neglect. Third, what else can you do? And lastly, we're going to get to where you need to get an attorney involved. But first, this episode is brought to you by the law firm of Coogan Gallagher, where we represent families and individuals who have been harmed by negligent nursing care. So if you have questions about nursing neglect or something that's happening to your loved one right now, you should call us at 312-782-7482 or find us at cgtrial.com. Generally speaking, nursing care is a complicated subject in the United States. It's something where no family would prefer that their loved one be cared for outside the home. Ideally, that person can take care of themselves, but once they reach that point that they're being told by their doctors or just loved ones can tell that they need more serious care that the family just cannot provide because their spouse is aging or because there's complicated wound treatment or they can't get around the house without assistance and there's a limited availability of family members who can help them with that. Once a family reaches that point, it can be a very emotional experience. It could lead to feelings that the family has abandoned that loved one that they're not properly caring for them. It can lead to feelings of guilt and frustration over the inability to help that loved one, grandfather, grandmother, aunt, uncle, directly, as if somehow it's a failure to not be able to care for that person at home. But the reality is once they reach the point where they just can't take care of themselves and there's not going to be enough people around or the right kinds of people in the home or who can visit that loved one, it's much more dangerous not to have that person in a facility. But it doesn't make it easier. So let's go to our first point. What can you do? What should you do? What happens next? There's an old saying that the best nursing home for your loved one is the one that you live closest to. And I've been telling people that for years. Because ultimately, when someone has reached the point that they need to be in a skilled nursing facility or an assisted living facility or some combination thereof with memory care and so on, the chances are that they can't advocate as well for themselves as they used to be able to. And what that means is family's got to be there for them. Now, people who get into this kind of work, nurses, nurses assistants, other types of aides, we know that they're caring, thoughtful people. So the injuries don't happen because the caretakers are indifferent or just don't care at all. But the challenge ends up being, is the facility properly staffed? Are those caregivers strained and stretched in their ability to care for the people that they're supposed to be overseeing? Are they there? Can they be there when they need to be there? Or do they have too many responsibilities at one time? So this is where the family can play an important role. Specifically, the family has got to play a role where they can visit and be at the facility. Being there is everything because you can see what's happening and can make observations. You can see who comes and sees grandma or grandpa. You can find out and ask questions about what the care plan involves. Does it attend to all the things that they need help with? Does it say it in the care plan? Because that care plan is everything. That's what documents the kinds of things, the interventions that the staff is supposed to involve themselves in every single day or on a weekly basis or with whatever regularity is appropriate. 
when people are in these kinds of facilities, the whole point is that the people taking care of them are trained and licensed to be able to do important things like help them in and out of bed, like make sure that they're not laying on one side and causing injury, like taking their medication or eating their food, because sometimes people need assistance with those things as well. And when you're there, you can visualize, you can observe, and you can also advocate. You can ask questions. Involved family members are known to the staff. The staff generally has an idea of whose children and whose spouses come to visit and whose don't. And it's not, again, I personally don't think it's that they don't care as much about the ones who are less active or who don't have family members that visit them. It's just that it's human nature to respond to the ones where a family member is there and is raising some questions, is pointing out, you know, mom doesn't really eat unless you help her and cut up the food. Or mom needs to be reminded to take these medications. Or please make sure that you check on mom every couple of hours because sometimes she'll forget to use the call light to go to the bathroom. And this is when disasters can happen. Unfortunately, in a compromised, frail state, residents of nursing facilities can get injured fairly easily. If they are unable to use a call light or forget to do it and they get out of bed when they're not able to do that carefully and safely on their own, that's when falls occur. And at those advanced ages, those falls can lead to fractures, fractures can require surgery, and all those things become very dangerous for someone who is in a serious age or other infirmity position where they're vulnerable and where that kind of medical care can actually take too much out of them and really leave them wanting. But it's situations like that where because the person can't take care of themselves, because they're not as good at advocating for themselves, because sometimes they might forget to ask for help when they're supposed to ask for help, that can lead to falls, trying to get out of bed when they're unable to safely do it on their own. And if there's a fall, that means there's going to be some kind of an injury. And if the injury is serious, it might require a surgery. And when someone is compromised in their health, either because of age or sickness or both, Surgery can be a very dangerous proposition just in and of itself. So it's important, again, to visit, to observe, and to advocate. Let's turn to number two. What are the common types of neglect that you should be looking for to try to make sure that your loved one is cared for properly and to avoid catastrophe? So one of the most common is a fall. When people are in skilled nursing facilities, memory care facilities, assisted living, oftentimes they have challenges with holding up their own weight. They're not as strong as they used to be. They're not as well balanced as they used to be. Maybe they've got issues remembering what they can and can't do. That certainly makes it more dangerous. So in those situations, these places are trained and they have policies in place that they're supposed to be watching out for those people who cannot get out of bed on their own, who need help using the toilet, who need help getting in and out of a wheelchair, who need that wheelchair help to get down to dinner time or can't get to dinner time at all for whatever reason and need to be fed in their room. But falls are one of the most common things that can lead to disaster. Because if there's a fall, as we've already touched on, it may lead to the need for more involved care. And some people are really in no position to go through the general anesthesia or the other things that are involved in having surgery. And now they're faced with an even more difficult predicament. Did they just live with a fracture? Now that sentences them to just being in a wheelchair at best, or just bedbound. These aren't good prospects, so avoiding the fall in the first place is your best bet. The next thing to watch out for is, is that loved one being turned? Are they being repositioned in bed? Because sometimes they're not strong enough, and sometimes they forget. And if they're in a condition where one of those things limits them from moving around properly, like anyone else, they would tend to just stay in one position. The problem is, when your health isn't great and you lay in one position, it puts pressure on whichever part of the body that person's laying on. The most common of these injuries that we see is a tailbone pressure wound. 
It means that person has been laying on their back for too long and no one took the time and cared properly for them to move them to their left, to their right, to make sure that they're getting out of bed once in a while and make sure they're not putting all the pressure on that tailbone. Once that happens, a wound begins. And then it's a question of whether that pressure is released or not. Otherwise, it can get a lot worse. It can cause tissue damage. It can get really, really bad. So watching out for whether or not your loved one is being moved around adequately. There's a schedule for these things. They're supposed to follow that schedule. That's a critical thing to watch out for. And something that contributes to that, the third thing is nutrition. When someone's losing their strength, they're getting older, or they're a little bit enfeebled because of something that happens because they didn't get nutrition for a long time because they were injured in some fashion, it's even more important that they get adequate nutrition. Why? Because they can't heal without protein, without all the other nutrients that you get from your food, those wounds won't get any better. Surgical wounds or a pressure wound, they're not going to improve. So it's just as important for that person to get adequate nutrition as it is for them to be repositioned in bed. That's something to watch for. Can your loved one eat? Do they forget to eat? If they forget to eat, is the staff helping feed them? And then the fourth thing would be their medications. Just as important or maybe almost as important as nutrition because, of course, they may have heart medications. They may have other types of organ challenges that require certain medications. If they don't take them, then they're going to get out of rhythm and something bad could happen. And oftentimes it's the staff's responsibility to make sure that those medications are distributed because that loved one who's in that nursing facility, they can't get those medications on their own. And maybe they don't remember very well that they're supposed to take them. So let's turn to number three. What can you do? We did start a little bit by talking about being there. That's really the most important thing. But ultimately, what else can you do? What if you're really concerned that there's a problem? Well, look for the director of nursing. If you're not afraid to make yourself a problem for the facility and you want to make sure that you're advocating for your loved one, ask to speak with them. They're responsible for the staff. They're responsible for procedures. They're responsible for making sure that care plans are actually put together and that they're followed. And if it gets bad and you feel like no one's listening to you, you can also make a report to the Illinois Department of Public Health. Their job is to oversee these facilities. They have regulatory authority. They can investigate. They can ask questions. They can send investigators out to the facilities to look to see what's actually happening. And then there's a more challenging option, but one that can become necessary, which is move your loved one out of the facility. If you've reached the point where you've tried to talk to the staff, you've tried to talk to the director, you may have even made a report to the IDPH, but nothing's changing, and you're constantly concerned with what else is going to happen. This can only get worse. You may be in the position where you just need to find another facility and try to start from scratch. It's hard. It's challenging to find some place that's going to take the insurance that they need to take, and moving that loved one can be a traumatic experience. And the last piece that we'll touch on today is if your loved one is there for rehabilitation, if they're supposed to be getting stronger, if they're supposed to be getting exercise, getting out of bed, stretching, moving around, find out if it's happening. These facilities have physical and occupational therapists either on staff or who visit the site. And the purpose of that is for these people to get exercise, for the residents to have the motion, the retraining, learning how to walk again, learning how to use their hands again, learning how to use utensils or whatever else it is that they need occupational rehabilitation with. It's critical that they have this kind of help. You're allowed to find out if it's actually happening. And then there's your last option give us a call. We have attorneys here, including myself, who investigate nursing neglect cases, try to get to the bottom of what happened or what's still happening that caused an injury. If you've gotten to the point where you're worried about an injury, but it hasn't even happened yet, you can still give us a call, but we may be saying all these same things that it's time to move that loved one to another facility and so forth. 
If something's already happened, that's when it's time to give us a ring and we can start working on your case. Which brings us to our closing argument. Nursing care is a challenge in an aging America. Families have all kinds of different responsibilities and scheduling challenges, and it's getting harder and harder to care for aging parents, grandparents, uncles, aunts, other family members. And so when their care becomes too complicated, ultimately the only option is to take them to a facility of some sort, especially when the care that they require is too complicated for someone who doesn't have medical training. But someone who has to stay at a facility has the right to compassionate care for their whole self. They have the right not to be exposed to falls, pressure wounds, or other failures that take away from their dignity and their ability to thrive. So if you're facing a situation like that, reach out to us. You can call us at 312-782-7482 or find us at cgtrial.com. This episode has been produced by Ear 4 Audio. That's Ear, E-A-R, the number four, Audio, A-U-D-I-O. If you have questions about producing a podcast of your own or other production questions, find Ear 4 Audio. They'll take care of you.